welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Who am I? We've looked at, um, you know, we've, we've played this game, haven't we? Um, in fact, why don't we put, who hasn't done it yet? Who would like to do the 20 questions? Okay, Jonas, come on. Let's do it. Have you thought of somebody? Okay. Sure. Okay. He's, he's focused there, isn't he? Okay, so um, we've got 20 questions. He can only answer yes or no. We've got to work out who he is. I'll count. Wow. <laughs> Cutting straight to the chase there. Are you alive? No. Okay, go on. Keep going. So. He's not alive. No, we're just recapping. So you're a dead male. And what did you ask about? He didn't rule a country. Somebody asked about eight. He's not from Asia. He's not, he's not Jesus. He's not one of his disciples. And we're up to seven. So, so he's, a dead, he's a dead male. Not from Asia. Were you a politician would be not a bit, yet. yeah. Right, so not, not in politics. Ooh, wow. Let's say yes. Yeah. Maybe we should try and work out what he was famous for. So if it wasn't a politician. No, Okay. No, so not a Bible character. No, we're up to 12. Not a politician, not an actor. No, that's 13. Hey, maybe you're going to crack the code. Come on, maybe you're going to get to 20. We're up to 13. Okay, not Jewish. Rose! We're just playing 20 questions. Jonas has made it to 13. Right? And we, all we know is... He's a dead male, he wasn't Jewish, he wasn't Asian, he wasn't in the Bible, he wasn't a politician, he didn't rule a country. Oh, and he died a natural death. We don't know, it's not really, right, okay, Ophelia. Not politics, not, so you went for Jewish in case he was Einstein. Right, okay, right. Did your job make you famous, yeah? Sort of, yeah. Sort, no, yes or no? Yes. yes. <laughs> no, sort of. Right, so his job, we, he's famous because of what he did. Hang on, wait a minute, Rose. His job made him famous. No, not sports. That's 15. Rose, do you want to pitch in with Isaac Newton now? Okay, Rose is having a think. Come on, wait, what? I'm up to 15, now. No, no. I'm just trying to think of that in a word that's a wider word. Artist. Were you an artist? 
Now that's 16. Rose, come on, have a question before we run out. We've met, did we mention science? No. <laughs> no, I wasn't asking you. I was asking them. Okay. Don't use your prophetic. Seven. <laughs> so don't use your prophetic gift. Go on. Go on. Miriam? Yeah, go on. No. Uh, All right. We're up to about 18 now. So, did we ask if he was an artist? Sorry? This is question number 19. I, th I thought we asked, was, he, was it science? No, you didn't. Okay, okay, all right. Was it science? No. Right, okay, so, between you now, this is the last one. Come on, put your hands together. If we don't, pick a name out of all that. So he, he wasn't he wasn't sci he wasn't in science he wasn't an artist he wasn't a politician he wasn't a sports person yet what he did made is is why we remember him he died a natural death he wasn't Jewish and he wasn't in, he wasn't he didn't live in Asia and he wasn't in the Bible so we've just got a few people left <laughs> is he not Asian. Was he an explorer? Oh, did he rule a country? No, he didn't rule a country. So, let's pick a name. Christopher Columbus? No, he's an artist. No, so it's not him. <laughs> Sorry. Can we just clarify? It is somebody we all know. Right, okay, you've not picked your, like, your great-uncle Bulgaria, no? No? No, actually Right, okay, come on, we need to make, we need a guess, because... No, no, he's not, no, no, it's not God. No. All right, okay. Do we give in? We give in. Sherlock Holmes! No, yeah, it's okay, he's allowed to do fictional figures. He's just, well, he was human, in the sense that he's not an animal, but, ah, oh, so, note. Yes, so, note to self, we need to ask more specific questions next time. Excellent, so, Sherlock Holmes, well done, high five. You'd get a chocolate if I had one, but you got one on Sunday, didn't you? And did you like the idea of the chocolate being in rather than drawing near? Yeah. Good. Did you not get one? Oh. Oh, dear. Right, okay. So, it sounds silly, yes. Okay. So, who am I? We're going to recap. we recap week one. I can't believe it's only week four. But you remember week one we talked about being chosen. Week two, we talked about being royal, going from being Kate Middleton to the Duchess of Cambridge. And last week, we talked about we were his beloved, and we examined what it meant to belong, if you remember. And we had that in, those incredible stories from Brennan Manning's book.
And we prayed that prayer, Abba, I belong to you. And there's something about belonging which, if we allow it to, can make our lives very different. So, change. Okay. And then Sharon, did you actually use this verse last week? You asked me to put it up. Okay. Well, I... <laughs> it's just I got the pre- I got the slide presentation out, and and it, at the at my, after my last slide, it said, "Here comes Sharon," and then there was a picture of Petra. Do you remember that? The stone thing. Yeah. Oh, was that the week before? Oh, sorry. Well, fourteen days. You got no chance. Anyway, I thought it was really good that this verse was here because it talks about belonging. All who belong. Why don't we read it together? Come on. All who belong to me now belong to you. And all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Ah, wow. So do you know which translation of John 17 that is? It's the, that's from the Passion Translation. Okay. It's all about belonging. It's all about whose we are. Ha! And we're his. Okay, so, going to look at this verse, which we looked at before, from the Nog Bible, the Names of God Bible. Okay, let's say this together. However, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people who belong to God. You were chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of God who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so we've talked a bit about being a chosen people. And if you're part of a chosen people, you are a chosen person. Okay, I'm making that jump. I hope you're okay with that. This obviously is a pluralistic statement, all right, a royal priesthood, therefore I am royal, a holy nation, therefore I am, oh, right, so we're really on dangerous ground now, making that statement, aren't we, because I want you to give me a definition of holy, there's no right and wrong answers, I'm just interested to know, when you think of the word holy, What does it mean to you? Because it's always good to know where we are in our thinking so we can work out if we need to adjust our thinking. Is that okay? All right. So um, we're going to write in the blood of Jesus so we're okay. So there's no wrong answers because as soon as I write the word, it'll be the right word because I'm writing it. Oh, that works in English. Does that work in German? Okay. Well, if I, if I write, that's what I'm doing now, and I can write the right word, the correct word. So when I write the right word, it's right because I'm writing. No? Boom. Doesn't work. It's two different words in German that don't sound the same. Ah, okay. Well, we'll, prob- we'll probably just edit. 
We'll edit that off the tape then. Okay, so forgetting that bit, <laughs> does anybody want to, when they think, oh gosh, got a strange whistling in my ear. It doesn't matter. Complete. Oh, good word. Okay. Complete. Whole. With a W, yeah? Okay. Flawless. Oh. Oh. Hang on. Let's just drink that. Anybody need a pen to help them? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That might be really... Sorry. If, if you... I hope nobody's had trouble with sniffing pens. <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm, help me, Jesus, help me, help me. Stay on track, stay on track. Flawless. Thank you, Miriam. And, uh, any more words? Pardon? Perfect. This is great. I love it. Come on. Anyone else want to? Pure. Pure. <gasps> Anointed, yeah. Is it two ends? Three all together? One there or two there? One. Okay. Okay. It makes other people filled with... Right, okay. So, what is that? Um Oh. So you're talking about the reaction that it... Okay. <laughs> it's quite intoxicating, isn't it? Go on. Okay. Oh, lift. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a phrase um, that, that will help. Okay. Which is set apart. Okay. Elevated. Yeah, okay. Let's all get in the elevator and head to the holy bit. Sanctified that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is it's all good. It's all it all sort of flows together. Sanctified. Any more? We've got a bit more space on the paper. Ophelia, do you want to throw a word out there? Special. Special. Precious. Okay. Right. What does the English word for heaven and not Having sufficient or contained so self self sufficient in other words you're not relying on anybody else well yeah god is definitely self sufficient that's pardon content ah oh, okay All right excellent so all those words and more. Okay. Okay, so. 
Let's think of then. Let's think of some holy people. Does anybody know who that is? That's a guy called the Dalai Lama. All right? And he is like something big in Buddhism, isn't he? I think. Is that right, Rebecca? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Okay. So we need, we need, we need, this is, this is a little, you can go and, you can go and research Buddhism at your leisure. Okay. But this guy is set apart, right, by a huge chunk of the world's population. This guy is special. This guy is awesome. This guy is definitely elevated, right, in the eyes of all the people who practice Buddhism, right? I don't know if they believe he's perfect or pure or whole or complete, but he's definitely somebody very, very special. And you could probably use the word holy to describe him. I'm sure a lot of people do. Good old Frankie. Current Pope. This is the now Pope, Francis. Okay? And some people would say he is perfect and flawless. And, and I don't quite know at what point he becomes perfect and flawless and pure. Whether, it's, whether he's already that, and that's why he gets picked. Or he, 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 he assumes those qualities once he puts the white hat on. Um, so later. Oh. He's not holy yet. Okay, he's chosen. But yeah, okay. So, are we are we saying yes to holy or not? This guy. Are we saying some people? Okay, all right. What about her, Mother Teresa? Now, yeah. Um, if, ever, if ever there was a holy lady who gave herself for the poor and the needy, it was her. She's awesome. She was content. She was precious. All right? Holy people. They are definitely holy people. Okay. Oh, what happened there? What happened there? I pressed, I pressed down twice by accident. <laughs> Interesting. Could you put your picture there? Could you put your picture there? See, because... We're going we're gonna to spend uh, a few minutes looking at somebody who, well, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you a controversial question. 
Was everybody in the Bible holy? Everybody. <laughs> was everybody in the Bible holy? Now, what? So or, you know, when you read your Bible, start Genesis, end up in Revelation. Are all the people you come across holy? Exactly. Yeah. That's a great question. There's no, there's no right and wrong answer. I'm not going to give you a right and wrong answer. It's just something for you to think about. Okay. Because we're going to think about a particular person in the Bible. Okay. And the slide that I meant to put up there was that one. <laughs> okay. So the talk's now been ruined because you've seen the picture at the end. <laughs> but anyway, um, Acts 13.22 Let's, re let's read this. After removing Saul, come on, let's read it together. He made David their king. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. All right? Now, I want you to pay particular attention to that last bit there. He will do everything I want him to do. Okay, and now what you're going to do is you're going to pretend you're in a class of school children and you've never been given a Bible before. Okay, because we, we have to attack the story that we're going to look at with fresh eyes. Okay, because if we attack it from the point of view of the fact that we know it already or we think we know it, we won't receive fresh revelation um, in the way that God wants us to, all right? So you just got to pretend. Can you do that? Pretend you don't know anything about David. So I'm now going to introduce you to David, son of a guy called Jesse, a man after God's own heart. So if he was a man after God's own heart, do you think that would qualify him to be called holy? The answer to that is yes, in that God is holy. We don't have a problem with God being holy. And if David is a man after God's own heart, we can say David's holy, can we? Is that okay? Right. So, David, a man after God's own heart. Right. Okay. Here we go. Put your seatbelts on. Um. There's two, there's a couple of things that I want, I want to, well, probably three things I want to look at. And if you've got a Bible, the first one is in 1 Samuel chapter 16. So, sorry, you've, this is a Bible. We'll we just go with the analogy, okay? So you don't know anything about David. So I'm introducing you to David, a character from this book called the Bible, which is a book all about God and how he interacts with people. And towards the beginning of this book, which is split into lots of, Lots of smaller books. There's a couple that have, are entitled Samuel. So we're going to look in the first one of those and chapter 16. Okay? So this is a story um, about this guy David. Now, um, this is set in a country called Israel. Okay? And the, the Jews were God's special people, and they needed a new king, okay? Because Saul 
was just, he'd sort of lost the plot. So um, Samuel, who is, who is the, uh, like the prophet guy, he's God's messenger. He, he, um, he discovers from God that he needs to go to Bethlehem. Right, so if you read here in verse 1 of chapter 16, the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him for reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil, I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Okay, so there you go. There's, um, Samuel gets the download, um, and, and the way that the, uh, the ritual was that the prophet would come with a big tub of oil and pour it all over you. Quite messy. Um, but anyway. And then that would be it. You, you are then Queen Ophelia. Okay? So, Samuel, off he goes. <coughs> and um, they go, um, Samuel's a bit scared and, and <laughs> God gives him a, well, okay, what you need to do then is um, go, go and invite, invite Jesse to, to the, the sacrifice you're having. Um, and then I'll show you who it is that, I should, that, that you need to pour the oil over. Okay, so off Samuel goes, and he gets to Bethlehem, right? And <laughs> verse 4, the, the, the religious leaders in the town, they panic. Okay, so clearly the prophet doesn't turn up very often. So I'm not quite sure what the equivalent would be if somebody came here, because we don't really, like, the Pope, it doesn't really work for us, does it? Bill, jo well, yeah, Bill Johnson don't visit very often. So, um, excuse me, Bill, have you come in peace? <laughs> Which is basically what, this, you know, in other words, uh, are we in trouble or are we okay? So, verse 4, it says, have you come peaceably? And, Sam, and then there's this, Pregnant pause, and Samuel, and Samuel says, peaceably. Whoo, nobody's going to die today. Okay, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come, come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jackie, Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Okay, verse 6. And when they had come, he looked on Eliab, the eldest son, and said to himself. Okay, so you're now being paraded. You're all sons of Jesse. And I'm Samuel, okay? So here comes the first one. Oh, yes. Magnificent. Surely this is God's anointed. Nope. Okay. Next one. Nope. Next one. Nope. Next one. Nope. Right? And uh, Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel says, God's not chosen any of these. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. So then, fascinating verse this, verse 11. Then Samuel says to Jesse, basically, is this all of them? What? Now, just imagine, you are Jesse, okay, and Bill Johnson's just turned up, the Pope, whoever, right? He, he arrived in town yesterday, and he told you. He said, "Tomorrow we're going to have a big, we're going to have a big like ceremony. <gasps> we're going to sacrifice. We're going to do this, this, this. And I need all your boys here, right? Make sure all your boys are here, Jesse. Jesse, you're listening. 
Make sure all your, all your boys are here, right? All your boys. Yes, yes, Samuel. Yes, Samuel. Yes, Samuel. Right? Is this all your boys, Jesse? No, Samuel. (laughs) 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 Right? Well, 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 well. There is, there is the youngest. (laughs) He's, um, he's, um, he's a tiny sheep. He's what? He's tiny sheep. He's what? (laughs) He's out in the field. (laughs) Samuel says to Jesse, send for him because we will not sit down to eat until he is here. Now, let's just, we're just going to park the story in this lay-by and we're just going to have a bit of ministry time. Because some of us need to hear God saying, Send for Jonas! He's out in the field looking after the sheep. Send for Jonas! Because we're not doing nothing until he's here. The whole thing is put on hold till you. Now, he hasn't had the oil poured on him yet, so he's not the anointed one yet. He's not the chosen one yet. He's not the special one yet. Or is he? See, because we like to have our, we have a phrase in English, ducks in a row. We like things, you know, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens, and then I get anointed. Right? And I get chosen and I become holy. Okay? Right, but Samuel's going, hold the party! Fetch the youngest. I mean, I hope God forgave Jesse and Jesse's in heaven. Sorry, I'm joking with you, but you're like, who leaves one son out there? But you see, sometimes we look at people Oh, there's Bill Johnson, there's Chris Vallotton, there's Danny Silk, there's the Pope, there's whoever. They're all up there doing their thing. They're the anointed ones. I'm just going to go over here and try not to sin. (laughs) I'll find some sheep to look after. I'll be a pastor. I'll find some sheep to look after. (laughs) That's what he was doing. He's doing my job. Right? Okay. God says... Hold it. Okay. So Jesse, like, go get him quick, go get him quick. And of course, what happens next? They come in and um, Samuel takes the horn of oil and pours it all over Jonas. And he gets really greasy hair. So, all right. Whether or not you believe he was already anointed or he was anointed when he was anointed, okay? All right, so in other words, he was anointed and the pouring the oil on was just a symbolic outward act of what God had already decided. Doesn't really matter. One way or the other, he's now got the oil, okay? So the world knows you're the anointed one, okay? You're the man of power for the hour, as we say, okay? You are the next king in waiting, right? 
So, pardon? Like Charles, yes. Okay, so you, um, you are the, um, uh, you, you've been chosen, okay? Right? You've been chosen, you've been anointed, okay? <sighs> so good, so good, so good. Now, um, David then becomes king, and David is God's man of power for the hour. You know, he's like, he's like in there doing the thing, all right? Um, so, if we follow that, you know, you are a chosen people. He's now royal, okay? So he's, he's done the, you know, if we like our ducks in a row, he's done the chosen bit. You are chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. So he's, he's now the king, so he's royal. So now he's the holy nation thing. Okay? Right? So that's where he is. If we, you know, I'm not putting them in a line because they are in a line. But So he's holy. He's a man after God's heart. Okay? Yeah? Fine. Okay. What do holy people do? Holy things, great answer. Holy people do holy things. Okay? He will do everything I want him to do. Right? David, the holy man of God, is going to do holy things. Such as, what's he going to do? He's going to rule in righteousness. He's going to defeat all God's enemies. He's going to worship him. He's going to write songs. He's going to, what? Books. He's going to write, yes. Wrote a book of songs. He's just going to be a great example to everybody of what it looks like to be chosen and royal and holy. Yeah? That's what's going to happen, isn't it? Because you don't know the story, so you nod at this point. Yes, Andy, that's what's going to happen. So should we see what actually happened? (laughs) Because something slightly different happened and uh, to discover what we need to look in the second book of Samuel chapter 11 so bearing in mind David is now the holy man of God he's the chosen chosen man chosen and he just he's doing holy things right David, he can't help it. He's holy, so he does holy things. Okay. Second Samuel, what did I say? Chapter 11. Okay. So, in the spring, when kings go forth to battle, because that's what they do, they go, it's, oh, it's springtime, winter's over, it's springtime. Let's go have a fight. <laughs> All right? David sent Joab, right? The king doesn't actually go. The king says to his army, it's spring, time for a fight. Off you go. Okay, right, all right. And, and what are you going to do, King David? I'm just going to um, lounge around on my rooftop in the sun and, and look after my kingdom, okay? And you're going to go and fight and get me some more territory. Okay, so David sends the Ammon, Joab, with his servants and all Israel, and they ravage the Ammonites and besiege Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. Okay, and one evening, David 
arose from his couch. Now, come on, you're the man of power for the hour. So can you arise from your couch in a holy way? Yeah, come on, let's, let, we'll, we'll, Mark's out of 10 to see. Oh, oh yeah, that was, quite, that was quite a holy arising from your couch. You might, but actually, I'm not going to make you do the next bit, so you can sit down right. for the sake of your marriage. No. Okay. And he was walking on the roof of his house. I'll do it. Okay. And when from there, he spied a woman bathing. Oh, no. And of course, sadly lacking in clothes, uh, she was very lovely to behold. And David sent an inquiry about the woman. A message came back. This is Bathsheba, the daughter of, uh, I can't pronounce that, El, Eliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Okay? David sent messengers and took her. Because he could. Because he's king. Right? And she came. You know, imagine, knock at your door. I don't mean to be rude, but you knock at your door, Ophelia. Oh, uh, king wants to see you. Oh, okay, right, off you go. And um, slept with her. And um, boom. Okay, so then a slightly unfortunate chain of events has been set in motion. Okay. Now, don't forget, don't fall down on me. This is the man of power for the hour. This is the holy anointed, you know, he's, had the, he's got the oil. He's still got the greasy hair. Okay. Hopefully. All right. But we've got this sort of awkward thing that's happened. All right. Same word. All right. Lust. I love that. That's much better than lust. Say again. No, don't. Actually, I'm getting all impure. <laughs> Say it like <laughs> Right, okay. Let's. Uh, sorry. This story just gets a bit messy. Okay. But actually... Yes, yes, yes. I'm, ooh, sex education gone mad. Okay. Um, actually, we're already at step two. He's... He ceased being an adult. <laughs> it's, don't you think it's weird? That, that, the word in English, I don't know it works in German, but this is, you know, this is bad news. And yet, the word adults in there. Anyway, anyway never mind. That's nothing to do with anything. Okay. So he's, he slept. He is married. Okay. And he slept with the wife of another man so he's committed adultery but he's still the uh, man of power for the hour with his greasy hair right chosen right so then what happens next well it just goes from bad to worse um because she's gonna have a baby she did she got preggers real bad news yeah, yeah. So she sends a message back. Like, and this could go one of two ways, couldn't it? You know, send a message to the king. Can you imagine writing to Charles? Excuse me, Charlie. You know that one night stand we had? <laughs> well, I'm, um, 
<laughs> we have all sorts of phrases. I'm sure you have phrases in German to describe being pregnant. Um, uh, bun in the oven, yes. Okay, all right. But this is slightly awkward, right? Because, you know, the... Uh, no, let's not go with that. <laughs> oh, this definitely needs editing, Chris. He's not listening, is he? The, uh, the, the, ingre the ingredients for the bun. No, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't know whether it's recorded yet. Oh, good. Right. Sorry, Miriam. Have I? Have I? <laughs> That's it. She's too holy for this story. That's quite an unholy story, isn't it, really? You know, you think, why is this in the book? Well, hopefully in a minute we'll find out. Okay, so, message comes back to David. Uh, David, you know that little thingy, thing you had going there with the lady off the roof? Well, she's got a baby coming. Okay, so, <laughs> David sends a message to the commander of his army because Uriah, right, is out there fighting for his king. He's having, you know, he's out in wherever, you know, in the hill country, waving his sword and fight, shooting his arrows and whatever, all in the name of, come on, David, right? So, so Joab uh, sent, gets a message, send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent him Uriah and Uriah, you can imagine, can't you? Oh, gosh, what's happened here? The king wants to see me. You know, it's like... Um, Whoops. So then they have this ridiculous small talk. Okay. Verse 7. When, you, when Uriah arrived, David says to him, How are you? <laughs> How's it going? Asked him how Joab was. How's Joab doing? How, how's everybody getting on, you know, out there on the Eastern Front? And then... How's that war thing, you know, is it, is it, are we doing well? Are we advancing? And then he says, basically, I think you deserve a bit of R&R, a bit of, R &R, a bit of what, a bit of home leave, yeah? So um, go home, get yourself a shower, put your feet up and say hello to your wife. <laughs> so David's, you know, doing the whole... Deception, right? Deception. And he's trying to control and manipulate the situation and obviously trying to get um, Uriah to sleep with his wife and then everybody will think it's his baby and everything's fine. However, Uriah does the whole set-apart thing. <laughs> Uriah displays some holiness Basically, you know, all my mates are out there fighting. There's no way I can go in there, get cleaned up and have some, you know, bedtime with my wife. So he sleeps in the doorway of his house. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, he slept in the doorway of the king's house with all the servants. And when they told David, Uriah didn't go down to his house. David said to Uriah, have you not come a long way? Why don't you go home? Uriah says to David, the Ark of Israel and the Judah, the Ark and Israel and Judah live in tents, and my Lord Joab and his servants, and the servants of my Lord are camping in open fields. 
how can I go to my house and eat and drink and sleep with my wife? As long as I live and my soul lives, I won't do it. Wow. Well done, Uriah. That is just top notch. But completely ruining, his, ruining, ruining David's plan. Oh. So, um, they have a party. David's getting increasingly desperate. Uh, David throws a party, gets him drunk, and he still won't go and sleep with his wife. <sighs> so then, something really, really terrible happens. The greasy-haired, anointed man of power for the hour, God's holy man, right? Jonas. Writes a letter to Joab. And he says, put Uriah in the front line where the fighting is heaviest and then withdraw so that he will be struck down and die. So when Joab was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah opposite where he knew the enemy's most valiant men were. And the men of that city came out and fought with Joab and some of the servants of David fell and Uriah the Hittite died. Joab sent message to David, all, uh, all the matters concerning the war. And he said to the messenger, when you have finished telling him what's going on, um, if the king gets angry, tell him, Uriah the Hittite is dead. So the messenger went and told David, all that Job had told him to say. And that, that it's all there. Bang, bang, bang. So it's, it's, sorry? Yeah, absolutely. So it's quite interesting that he chose Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Detective. Right? So like, what's, what's happened here? Actually, we had a bit of deception because he, he was trying to pretend um, it wasn't him. And in there, he concocted a conspiracy, which is a fancy word, right, which we use where you want something bad to happen, but you don't want to do it. So you have the idea, but you get someone else to do it. You conspire, Okay. Bless you. So he conspired. In other words, he came up with the plan, but he got Joab to execute his plan. So there you go. The alternative five-fold ministry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know, we talk about the five-fold ministry, don't we? Apostle, prophet, teacher, uh, pastor, teacher, evangelist, Ephesians 4, right? Given to the church for the equipping of the saints, right? Five-fold ministry. There is an alternative five-fold ministry. Life according to David, right? Life according to David, the alternative five-fold ministry. Lust, adultery, deception, conspiracy, and murder. Boom! As performed by the greasy-haired anointed son of Jesse, the holy man of God. Whoops. <laughs> that is a big whoops, isn't it? Okay? 
Because, look at this, look at this. He will do everything I want him to do. Was all that something God wanted him to do? Good answer. <laughs> and more. Yeah. Right? But you see, this is just this is just massive because we measure our spirituality, or I measure my spirituality. So often I measure my how am I doing with my relationship with God, right? On what I do. And it all becomes God, what, what is it? You know, it's all about like this. I need to know what you want me to do. I need to know what you want me to do. And I need to know what you don't want me to do. Okay? It's all about do, 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 do. Right? So what happened? What happened? I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. David's fivefold ministry. Lust, adultery, deception, conspiracy, and murder. Oops. <sighs> Just a bit awkward, isn't it? It's a bit awkward. Right? How do we reconcile all that? It's even more awkward when you look in um, Matthew. Have many questions. Yeah. So we, we could maybe have, he hasn't got six fingers though. <laughs> no, this, O-B-D-E-N-T, yeah? Is that how you spell it? Doesn't matter. But that, you're right, you're right, Jonas. If he'd gone to war with his army, history would have been different but he didn't he made a poor choice stay at home and sometimes we make poor choices I do I made lots of poor choices okay I've made lots of poor choices since that day in July 1970 Three, I think it was. I was 13 years old. And I said yes to Jesus. And Jesus came. And me and Jesus are one. And it's great, it's great, it's great. And I'm, I'm now, you know, I'm anointed. I'm in. I'm holy. I'm chosen. I'm all that. And then I make some poor choices along the way. So, the question is, Am I still holy, anointed, greasy-haired, chosen, right? Or have I lost it? Because this is the massive question, you see. Have I lost it? As God said, what are you doing? Okay. Sorry? Yes. What? That wasn't in my script. This is my script. You will do everything I want you to do. What are you doing? Yeah. You're rewriting the script. God's script. I mean, it's just like, ah! 
Okay. I'm going to show you something. And, and of course, you know, um, uh, David has a, uh, he has a bit of a revelation. Realizes that's probably not the best fivefold ministry. Um, and he repents, and you know, and he writes Psalm 51, and you know, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and don't, you know, don't ruin. I hope I haven't ruined it all. And I just want to share with you uh, a verse that, more than anything, I love this verse because this verse speaks to you and me, right? The average person in the Christian community who has made a decision for Jesus and then maybe hasn't done all of these, (laughs) but you can make your own list, can't you? You know, you can make your own list. I'm sure you can make your own list. Um, you can come up with your own fivefold ministry, which is probably not the most helpful that there's ever been. Okay, right. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, okay, right. So, it, actually, I should have realised that it's the it, it's the first verse of the New Testament. Okay, so this, in the Bible as we know it, this signifies a complete uh, change, doesn't it? Old Testament to New Testament. You know, we've got this, this is all that happened, and now we're waiting for the, you know, we're waiting for the solution. We're waiting for whatever God is going to do to sort the mess out. Okay, so you're writing the book. Okay, you're now God. All right? Okay, is that okay? Yeah. You're comfortable with that? I'm sure you are. So, you are, you're having a, like a little conversation with this guy, Matt, right, Matthew. And he's going he's gonna to write one of the books for you. Okay? So, we're kicking off now. This is, the, this is the beginning of a new era. Okay? So, what gets spoken at this point is quite important, isn't it? Because it sets the, it like, it's like, a, you know, we're putting a, Line in the sand, whatever, you know, a, a, a post down, a stake. We're saying, okay, this is it, something new. And we introduce to the world that's Jesus. Okay. So, if you were going to do, if you were writing, if you were trying to, Matthew, this is what you need to put. First, you know, first, first paragraph of your book. You need to let people know that my son, Jesus, is coming. So you need to tell them who he is. So how would you describe Jesus? What would you put? You were writing that. Okay. This is a book of the ancestry. It's genealogy, right? So it's ding, 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 you know, ding, 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 right? Well, I would put son of God, wouldn't you? You know, then there's no, there's no like argument. We all know who Jesus is, right? There's no question whether he was, you know, who, who's the daddy, as it were, right? You would put that, wouldn't you? So, so there's no argument. You'd say, Jesus, son of God. So here we go. You ready for it? 
the book of the ancestry, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the son, the descendants of David. What? What? What's going on here? So this is the first time God introduces Jesus to the world and he calls him David's son. Go on. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, not, I'm not disputing the accuracy of the statement. I'm, I'm amazed at the choice. Because if I was God, you know, I would have, you know, I'd, I mean, yeah, you can't argue. It's right. He was descended. Ding, ding. You can follow it down. Right? But what it does for me, go on. Well, if, Mary was if you, you're talking about biologically. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, strictly true, yes. Okay, because obviously Jesus was divinely conceived. Okay, um, but the the reason I love that, okay, is because right there at the, you know, in a sense, the pinnacle, if you like. There we go, David. You're in. You're in. I know you did this, 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 and this, right? But I am happy to be known as the son of David, right? And when you read the stories in the New Testament, blind Bartimaeus, okay? When he sat begging on the side of the street, what does he shout? Jesus, son of... He doesn't go, son of God! Son of God. Now, he must have known he was the Son of God. But Jesus obviously went around introducing himself as the Son of David. He was known as the Son of David. Right? The Son of David. That guy, the Son of David. Jesus is really, really special. And Bartimaeus got his sight back. Right? He's not happy to be known as the Son of David. David. In other words, conclusion I am coming to, right, is this one. Right? I am holy. You are holy. It's who you are. And your ability or desire to do unholy things Right? does not change who you are. Right? And we've said this before, but I'll say it over, I'll say it again and again and again. We have this like process. Most of us, we're process driven. So we go, okay, I need to get to there. 
and there is holy. Okay, Jesus, what do I need to do to get there? Okay, well, I need to, I don't know, witness to 10 people a day, or I need to read my Bible for five hours, or I need to, you know, whatever it might be, ding, 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 ding. But you never get there. Right? You'll never get there. You'll never get there. There is no solution to that process, right? Because it's the wrong way around. You actually start here, right? I am holy. I am holy, right? I am holy. So, in the fullness of my holiness, what am I going to do? And David, if he had a problem, he didn't have that revelation, Right. And when you when you like lose sight of that revelation, you start doing these crazy things. Right? But we can all do crazy things. <laughs> but I'm still holy. And it's like uh, I don't know how that works. Neither do I. But it's the only thing that does work. Because if I think of it any other way, it's then something that I can either earn and lose. Then I earn it, then I do something bad and lose it, and I, so I do something right and I earn it again, and I'm going holy, unholy, holy, unholy. And it just doesn't work. It really doesn't work. But I want to encourage you. My testimony is that as I have focused more on who God says I am, I've found a dramatic reduction in the desire to do the stupid things. Right? Whereas back here, right? when I was trying really, really hard not to do the stupid things, not to do the stupid things, not to do the stupid things that I knew God wouldn't like and I didn't like and I would feel guilty and I would feel condemned and bleh, right? Because I get to the end of myself and I succumb to something like David succumbed. And then, oh God, I'm sure you've abandoned me now. Whereas actually, when I start from here, and meditate on the fact that as Jesus was in the world, so am I. Right? And the fullness of God dwells in me. And if God is holy, then as comfortable, as uncomfortable as it feels to say it, well, I'm holy. So what I does is what I do, what I does, what I do is holy. Holy. God, what are we gonna do today? How are we gonna love today? What's life going to look like today in the beauty of my holiness? Ah. And I find generally life goes a lot better. So I just want to, let's just put our hands on, hand on our hearts and declare, I am holy. I am holy. Thank you, Jesus. You've made me holy. 
You have made me holy. You have made me holy. You have chosen me. Ah! And you've made me holy. Thank you for listening to the Destiny Podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk. 